Welcome to Designer Soul Podcast. I am your host, Jarissa Johnson, founder of Mindset Mastery Hypnotherapy, where I help clarity-seeking women decondition their subconscious mind and strengthen their intuition so they may step into their authenticity and live their life purpose. Join me for conversations on subconscious reprogramming, energy healing, using your human design, and stepping into your birthright of being authentically you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Design Her Soul. I'm your host, Jarissa Johnson, and today I want to talk a little bit about how you can utilize hypnotherapy, or more accurately, self-hypnosis in your healing journey. So in my last episode, I talked about what hypnosis is, and we learned that it is an active state of believed imaginings. We learned that your conscious mind does not just wander off, and in fact, you are very much present. And therefore, now that we know this, we can learn how to identify when we are in various believes, believed imaginings and learn how to work with them. So let's start off with the first. How do we identify a believed imagining? So two things. First, we are going to witness the automatic language that pops into our mind when we think about an idea, and then we are going to feel into our physiological um, body. So we are going to feel our physiological responses. Now, at the bare minimum, language and feeling are the two most important foundational pieces to understand when practicing self-hypnosis. Like, I cannot express this enough. Learning your language and feeling into your body, if there is nothing else that you learn from me ever, you need to know this. Like, it is so important. Therefore... If you are not able to step back and observe the language, you need to practice this first. This means just just noticing your thoughts without anything else. And if you avoid your feelings on a regular basis or you believe that you feel nothing, you need to redevelop your relationship with your body first before you can really even start utilizing the hypnosis techniques that I give you, even moving forward within this particular episode, which I will give you tools on how to do that in future episodes. So when you can master these states, you will start to efficiently reprogram your mind to create. But first we have to decondition our mind before we can start creating. So think of it like this. You're trying to paint a picture, so we'll paint something simple and familiar, like a blue sky. And we'll say that the blue sky represents something that makes us feel calm and relaxed and just something really bright. Now. What happens if we mix some black paint into that blue paint and this black paint representing some thoughts, ideas, beliefs that maybe we haven't identified and worked through yet? That's right, it's going to mix. Therefore, we need to make sure we have a clear foundation. And believe it or not, the new foundation will automatically begin to build as you clear. So if you have this preconceived notion that you are having to start from scratch, from absolutely nothing when you clear your stuff out, when you start doing your shadow work, we're just going to take that thought out right now and we're just going to throw it behind us. And I say this because the universe works in our favor. It wants to bless us with opportunities and it will automatically give to us if the path is cleared. Like I cannot express this enough either, is that the universe is always working in our favor. All we have to do is be open to doing the healing, which first starts with observing or witnessing, which I refer more to it as witnessing, but witnessing 
is stepping back from all of the labels because different versions of you are going to have different labels for how they view themselves and view life. And so one of the most fascinating things that I have noticed even in my own hypnosis journey and just as a hypnotherapist is that each of these different versions that we carry within ourselves have their own trances. So if we're going to do the self-hypnosis work, we have to step back and identify with how it identifies and just observe because that version of you is not counting the whole self. It's only counting the experience and creating itself through the experience. So if it was counting the whole self, it would actually be in the present moment and see the moment for what it is instead of automatically associating, let's say, their partner with their mother wounds. They would recognize that their partner for exactly who they are and have a more accurate judgment of their relationship and behavior in that relationship. But as we know, that does not always work out like that. So let's get back to the feelings. So the feelings are more like a door. And if you focus on the feeling, eventually it will lead you to the version, um, to where that version created itself. Therefore, if you refuse to feel your feelings, you will have a hard time finding the door. And I say this because not all of our feelings go down to where, to where like the root cause is, but you have to have the emotional capacity to witness all of the version's feelings. And not all of the feelings that come up actually mean something. And so what I mean by this is think of it like a booby trap. So you're in a house and you're trying to like get to the center. Think of it like a maze. And some of the feelings this version has are just protective measures to keep it from getting hurt or to reinforce the identity that it created. And this means becoming familiar with emotions such as anger, disappointment, shame, regret. And this is where thoughts come in. So I remember in the beginning of my in my journey that I would feel the feelings, I would follow the feeling, and then I would automatically get, get sucked into the beliefs presenting themselves. And when I was new as a hypnotherapist, I found that my clients were really struggling with this and I just, I didn't know how to bring them out. And I would get caught up in some of these protective or reinforcing emotions with my clients and just and not realize it. But now I know what that process looks like and I can like guide them through that. But in traditional therapy, you have your primary and you have your secondary emotions. So think of these defense mechanisms and these reinforcing feelings as primary emotions. But we need to get down to the secondary emotions. We need to get down under the iceberg to make change and to have our needs met. So we need to witness the feelings through feeling and eventually it will show us something that we need to explore. So if you're feeling charged about a conversation that has happened recently, here's what you would do. Now what I'm going to share with you is just the basics of identifying a believed imagining. We aren't doing all the healing work today in this episode because I want you to practice this first step. And you can do this by either finding a comfortable position, eyes closed, and imagining this. Or if you're like me, you can find a repetitive action with eyes open, such as going for a walk. Now, I want you to imagine the person that has charged you. See their details come to mind. And this step is only to elicit feelings. Otherwise, we don't need to have the other person in front of us. They're, they're like our charger for our body. 
And when you begin to feel the feelings, notice what thoughts begin to charge with the feelings. And notice what the first thing that you want to do is. And for some people, this could be physical violence. This could be screaming, arguing, getting in our last word, or even saying the things that we wanted to say. You know that, man, that would have been a really great thing to say. Um, But notice if your mind begins to shift into that feeling of confusion or fuzziness. And notice if your energy changes. We are simply observing. In this moment, I want you to tell yourself that you are in a believed imagining and that this scenario is not actually happening right now. And I say this because we need to become aware of when we do it. We will not always be in a place to work through it. Therefore, when it does happen, we need to learn to recognize it and teach ourselves to shift back until we're in a place to work through it. But even more, we need to learn to elicit the feelings when we are ready to work through it so you can create a practice for yourself. And this doesn't mean that you're going to like heal your past trauma every morning that you wake up at 8 a.m. This just means that you find the time to do it whenever it comes up. So it's like having a cut. You don't always have the cut, but when it's there, you take time to, to clean the wound and you care for it. So if you are still feeling charged from our conversation believed imagining, I want you to take a deep breath in as long as you can. Hold it for as long as you can, then slowly let it out. And while you're doing this, you're going to identify five physical objects around you and bring them, then that's going to bring you back into the present moment. Good. So welcome back. Let's go over what we learned today. We learned two foundational pieces to self-hypnosis. That is first, feel your feelings which we learned is like a door to go into the subconscious. And we learn to observe our thoughts, which create the belief systems. We also learn that hypnosis is an active state of believed imagining, which means that we are participating in our triggers. Our participation is what keeps the triggers going. And this can be something as simple as our physiological body reinforcing the beliefs created in our mind. And this creates patterns. So therefore, It is very important to have the feeling capacity and be able to witness the experience as the observer without getting attached to the thoughts and feelings. Remember, we have feelings. We are not our feelings. Well, my friend, that is all that I have for you today. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me via email. You can find me on Instagram at jerissa.johnson. Until next time.